Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health, their food. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Reflecting on this, I decided to follow her advice, and I noticed profound changes in my own dogs. Enhanced energy, healthier skin, and an overall younger demeanor. It's truly heartwarming to see them so vibrant and full of life. Go to badlandsfood.com hometown and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D dot com slash hometown. When you arrive at Mackinac Island, the first thing you notice is the way it sounds. You realize you've never been in civilization for this long. In towns and streets, and restaurants and post offices. Without the sound of internal combustion. Without any horns, or any amped up stereo systems, or traffic jams, or the people beside you lip-syncing obnoxiously behind the rolled-up windows of their cars. Five years before Henry Ford founded the Ford Motor Company in 1903, a few hours south in Detroit, Mackinac banned automobiles, and they've been absent from the island ever since. Everywhere you go on the island, you have to walk, or cycle, or find a horse to carry you. Horse-drawn carriages remain, much as they were in 1898, a primary mode of public transportation. The largest engines on Mackinac are under the hoods of emergency and service vehicles and the very occasional plane arriving at the tiny airport. You can have a snowmobile in the winter when the island is almost empty and certain kinds of mowers are allowed. But if you purchase a riding mower in town or have one shipped to the docks, they won't even let you drive it home you have to either push it to your property or have it carried there on a horse-drawn trailer. So, when I say things sound different on Mackinac, they really sound different. They've taken all kinds of precautions, especially downtown, to protect this soundscape of pre-industrial America. So, you can hear ships docking and horse hooves in the streets, people talking, and even foot traffic. 
Of course, if you go the wrong time of the year, from June to August, you hear less of all of this, and more of the noisy, sweaty tourists who have somehow managed, in the crowded mobs of Main Street, to get between you and your own armpits. But if you go in the spring or fall, it's lovely. And after the blunt force trauma of our last few episodes on Beaver High and North Fox Islands, a little dose of loveliness is exactly what we need. Mackinac Island has it in spades to the point where it's become a pejorative cliché. If you took the painted Victorian homes of Martha's Vineyard and the dainty aesthetics of an old-fashioned tea party and the artistic sensibilities of all middle-aged Midwestern women and you mashed all of this together in a single island paradise, you would more or less have Mackinac Island as it exists today. Imagine a place where all public transportation is horse-drawn and the rest of the town is organized around that theme and the local economy more or less exists to capitalize on this surplus of old-timey charm. There are fudge shops and art boutiques and gift shops and fudge shops and gift shops and art boutiques. There are shirt shops and flag shops and cafes and fudge shops and art boutiques. And of course, there are large paned windows full of real estate notices where couples stand for too long, licking ice cream cones and doing the math on the different listings, trying to figure out how they might afford a little island retreat in this increasingly difficult real estate market. Before we started this series, it was likely that Mackinac was the only Michigan island you had ever heard of. It's the most iconic of these islands, arguably the prettiest, and certainly the most well-known. And to some degree, this was always the case. Even before the French arrived in the 1600s, Mackinac had a somewhat exalted status. Native peoples in the Great Lakes region considered Mackinac to be the home of the Great Spirit, the giver of life, in Native religion. In Native mythologies, it was said to be the first piece of land that re-emerged following the Great Flood of world prehistory. Rival tribes met here as a sacred and neutral site, and when their chieftains died, their bodies were brought back to Mackinac for burial. The name Mackinac itself is from the Ojibwa for Big Turtle, as the island was said to resemble the shape of a turtle shell. The Ojibwa name was originally Michimackinac, before the French called it Michilmackinac. Then the English, with their knack for abbreviation, shortened it to what it is today. Just as the English once had New England, the French had New France, which extended all the way from Hudson Bay in the north to New Orleans in the south on the Gulf of Mexico. And the centerpiece of this massive colonial empire was the modern-day state of Michigan and the Great Lakes region. Within that region, Mackinac Island was the first effective centerpiece located near the intersection of the three greatest lakes, Huron, Michigan, and to the north, Superior, all of which situated this 4.3-square-mile island 
in the relative center of France's sprawling New World colony. As one 17th century Jesuit put it, Mackinac was the central point for all travel on the Upper Grey Lakes and for a vast extent of wilderness and half-settled country beyond. Because of the military significance of this geographical position, the highest point on Mackinac is still occupied by a British fort built during the American Revolutionary War. This fort would see its first and only combat during the War of 1812, when American troops invaded the island on August 4th, 1814. The battle that ensued, the Battle of Mackinac, was a rout. The Americans were easily defeated, suffering heavy casualties, despite outnumbering the British and native defenders more than two to one. Because Fort Mackinac was ceded peaceably to the United States in the aftermath of that war, through the Treaty of Ghent a few months later, it retired from combat undefeated with a career record of 1-0. to zero. A couple of interesting, unrelated tidbits before we move on from Fort Mackinac. Just days into the War of 1812, the British had reclaimed Fort Mackinac by surrounding it with forces outnumbering its defenders, 10 to 1. It is possible that the American garrison had not even realized they were at war. The American commander who surrendered the fort was a lieutenant named Porter Hanks. Following his surrender, Hanks was sent to Detroit to stand before a military tribunal for accusations of cowardice. In spite of the fact that he had managed to negotiate for the lives of his entire garrison in a no-win situation. While Hanks stood in Fort Detroit awaiting court-martial, the British launched a sudden attack on that fort as well. One of the first cannonballs to reach it tore through the wall of the fort and decapitated Hanks where he stood awaiting trial. In rich, sad irony, upon seeing Hanks die, that same general charging Hanks for cowardice turned around and promptly surrendered Fort Detroit to the same enemy on the very same terms. Though of course without saving the lives of all of his men, he would later face the same court-martial for cowardice and neglect of duty. On a lighter note, Fort Mackinac also made unexpected contributions to the medical field of gastroenterology. About a decade after the War of 1812, a trader named Alexis St. Martin was waiting in line at the fort to sell his furs, when a nearby musket accidentally discharged into his stomach. The island surgeon, William Beaumont, did his best to close the wound, but the shot had torn too much muscle and fat off of St. Martin's abdomen to cover his exposed digestive tract. But rather than dying as he should have, St. Martin lived with a hole in his stomach that would never close. Over the next decade, Beaumont performed more than 200 tests on St. Martin's exposed innards to investigate the human digestive tract and its juices. Among other experiments, Beaumont would lower food on a string into St. Martin's open belly and remove it at different intervals to see how much had been digested. Because of this research, Beaumont is known today as the father 
of gastric physiology, which, would seem, made Fort Mackinac an unlikely headquarters of modern gastroenterology. Anyway, the fort is a museum now and has more than a dozen active buildings for your perusing pleasure. About 50 years later, in 1875, Mackinac Island was named, after Yellowstone National Park, America's second national park. It was chosen for its natural beauty and again for its military significance near American's northern border. In the event that war broke out on the Canadian border, the U.S. military could immediately control and arm the island without dealing with local authorities. And Mackinac later became Michigan's first state park in 1895, when the threat of war with Canada had long passed and the island transferred back to state control. As a result of all of this back and forth, the early date of its European colonization, Mackinac Island boasts some of the most diverse architecture in the United States. It has examples of Federalist, Colonial, Italianate, Tudor, Queen Anne, Stick Style, Second Empire, Richardson, Romanesque, and Greek and Gothic revivals, and of course, a small abundance of Victorian cottages and shop fronts. It also houses the only surviving examples of Northern French rustic architecture in the country. But before you visit the fort or tour the island's architectural diversity, the first thing you need to do after loading up on all the official state dessert, fudge, is to rent a bicycle and ride the perimeter of the island. Apart from any of the island's local features or eccentricities, its greatest asset remains the overall atmosphere that you can only find in a place without cars. There are other forts and other beaches, but there's really no substitute for being in a place that still operates in rhythms and social patterns that disappeared from most of the rest of the world before your grandparents were born. The auto revolution, the motorcycle, the space race, and the haunting design of the Pontiac Trans Am never happened here. Mackinac Island is above all else a place that still runs on horsepower. Not the kind they advertise on TV, but actual, physical horse muscle. And not in a rustic kind of way, but like the set of a sappy Lifetime movie, only far more enjoyable. Anything you want to do, you have to do like they did 150 years ago. Any place you want to go, you can go as fast as your bicycle or a horse can carry you. And it's worth taking a day or two and getting a B&B for a few nights. Or a room at the legitimately gorgeous Grand Hotel. Where they filmed that one movie where Christopher Reeves and Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, got lost somewhere in time. Can't remember the name. Before we go, I'd like to close with a quick side note that was too good to leave out. A few years ago, Men's Journal inexplicably listed Mackinac as one of the top motorcycle destinations in the United States. If you're ever feeling down, think of the look on those bikers' faces when they arrived on the island and abruptly tied for the shortest ever ride in motorcycle history. The Detroit Free Press later published their own article 
with the opening line, If you try to ride a motorcycle on Mackinac Island, your bike will be impounded. Our next episode takes us back over to Lake Michigan, to the Manitou Islands, and the myth of the sleeping bear, from which the Sleeping Bear National Lake Shore takes its name, Manitou Islands. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.